this is Jen Bellamy. I am a health coach and a, a motivator, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Jennifer Bellamy. Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm good. Um, just just getting acclimated to the fall weather. So um, it's kind of chilly in the morning, but then it gets kind of hot. Then it gets kind of cool at night. So I don't know. It's like I'm trying to find a happy medium. But living in the Midwest, you wear shorts and sweaters all year round. As for myself, I just wear shorts and shirts. So... I'm just getting used to that weather. How about yourself? Um, well, I'm actually from the Midwest, so I understand exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, it's, it's the same out here right now, actually. It's kind of cool in the night, and then it's getting hot in the day. I'm sure it's just like probably 20 degrees warmer, 10, 20 degrees warmer out here. So, But I love it. I love this time of year. Oh, is it... Is it hard for you to, like, I'm saying, I'm sure you're already used to the weather already because you've been out there for a while, but um, when you first were out there, was it hard for you for the California weather to get used to it? Not really. I Actually, when I graduated from college, I lived in Arizona okay. for a while. So I've lived in Michigan, so I've lived in the really, really cold and the really hot and humid, and then I moved to Arizona, and I've lived in the really, really hot. So now I'm out here, and it's just like perfect all year I feel like <laughs> so when people say it's cold I'm like you're crazy and people say I'm, it's hot I'm like you're crazy <laughs> so, it's um nah it's, it's nice out here oh, like oh, so you're originally from Michigan right right on what part I grew up honestly in the middle of nowhere um, about 45 minutes north of Grand Rapids I always tell people that I am like Laura Ingalls I grew up on a farm 40 acres <laughs> yeah. um Horses, cows, pigs, all of it. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, um, and it was it was it, you know, like a lot of farmers I meet out here. Like it seems like hard work for me because I'm a city transplant. So it's like it's a lot of details and stuff that goes into living in a farm, and there's a lot of upkeep. Was that kind of hard for you? You know, I always tell people I wouldn't trade how I grew up for the world. Like, um, my dad was actually a truck driver. The the farm that we had was really just we raised cattle for beef um so but we had our own hay fields and um yeah it was it was a lot of work um you know I grew up with horses and I always was responsible for taking care of them but I tell people you know that taught me responsibility at a young age and it also kept me out of trouble mm. so um yeah I look back at it, I remember uh one time I was in high school I was a runner and um I went out and I ran probably like six to eight miles and I came back and they were out in the field hauling hay, picking it up in the field, and they're like, all right, you ready? I was like, I just ran. <laughs> they're like, well, we got to get this done. So it was just one of those things, like, you just had to, like, take care of business, you know? Yeah. How was it with the winter weather? Like, the snow must have been insane out there, right? It was insane, but growing up, I loved it. Um, I still like snow. Wow. And miss that part of winter. I was a skier. Um, grew up skiing. Probably learned when I was probably, like, seven, eight years old. Wow. Um, where 
we grew up, because it was so far out in the middle of nowhere, we would get snowed in for days at a time um, because it took the plow so long to get out to us. Mm-hmm. But being a kid, I loved it. It was like sledding and ice skating and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Is it more of a, like a family atmosphere too, right? Living in the Midwest, even living out here, I see it as more of a family connection. Like there's like lineage and generations and generations or like a lot of small mom and pop shops. Is it like that by Michigan too? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Depending on the area, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so like, um, you left Michigan, then went to Arizona, right? That's from Michigan to Arizona? Yeah, and and how did it change for you moving out there to Arizona? Like, how was that like? Yeah, I know you said dry heat, but um, what else? Yeah, it was it was definitely a change in climate. It was a change in environment. It was the first time I had lived away from my family for the first time ever. Um, so it was really just me being out exploring on my own. I did have some friends out there, but um, yeah, I remember the first summer I was out there. I was sitting in my pool it was the pool water was 90 degrees the wow. temperature outside was like 116 i remember that day they shut the airport down because the asphalt was actually melting so the planes couldn't land and i was like i am never going to get cool like <laughs> it was just hot uh, but like after that um it got easier you just learn like you don't go outside from certain times of the day during the summer oh, okay and um what year did you leave uh um arizona Okay. I moved home. Okay. And home, you mean in California, right? No, home was Michigan. Oh, home was Michigan. I okay. I graduated from school at, in Michigan. Okay. In Arizona for a few years, and then I moved back to Michigan. Oh, then you moved back to Michigan. Okay. So then you, uh-huh. and then you, re, and you stood in Michigan till, till 2001? No, I moved back to Michigan in 2001, and I stayed there until about 2009. 2000. Okay. Um, and then at that time, what made you decide to leave Michigan? If you, you know, you went back home, what made you decide to leave? Um, so I had a really strong pull to move back home. I felt like I was missing my, my family. My parents were getting older. My brother, um, got married. He was five years younger than me. So I was like, you know, I'm really missing out on my family. And, um, I came home, I stayed there for eight years and I felt like there were some things that happened during that time. Um, my parents actually, a year after I moved home, they passed away in a plane crash. Oh my so God. I was really, really happy that I got to spend that last year there. Um, yeah. And it took, I really wasn't happy in Michigan, um, but I was there for my family. So, But it took me that long to finally be okay with actually like leaving again and being okay with not being close to my family because... I was always scared for a long time. Like, what if I leave? Something's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, um, but I finally, you know, the, the state of Michigan at that time was really depressed. It's when the auto industry was really going under. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, they're just for not a lot of happy people. Yeah. And I was living in the, in the Detroit area. Um, it was just a really depressed economy. And I was like, you know what? I, I just felt like it was time. Um, so... I was in the restaurant business at the time, and I decided to move back out to Arizona um, because I already had, you know, a support group out there. I had friends out there, so moved back out to Arizona, which ended up taking me to California. 
Wow. Um, how did your brother react to you leaving again? Um, he was fine. I have a brother, younger brother and an older sister. They're both married, both with kids, and they both have always been very, very supportive of me. Um, yeah. They know that I'm going to do what makes me happy. <laughs> so, And they've always supported that. Like, they want me to do what is going to make me, you know, be the best person that I can be, so... Yeah, wow. Sorry to hear that. That's 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 tragic. Well, at least, you know, you got to spend, you know, a few a few years with your family and whatnot, you know. So like it's weird that you had it's weird that you had a calling to go back, like, damn, you know, I need to spend time with my family. I gotta go see my family and then you went back, you know, so Yeah, everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. And I, I look at it now like everybody who was involved in my life, um, like, everything that happens in your life, number one, like, it's a lesson. And that lesson was don't take advantage of time and don't ever not tell people in your life that you care about them because you never know when something's going to happen. Um, you know, and everybody in my circle learned that lesson. And now I take that story and, you know, and, yeah, it's awful, it's tragic, but I also know now that that's my story to share and that's, how I help people get through things when they're going through them. Like, people come to me, you know, when they're going through something now, and I can understand, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I know, like, wow, that's, 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 it's, it's, it's a crazy story to hear. That's, that's crazy, though, but you know what I'm saying? But at least you got to spend a good couple of years with them, and, you know, it's you know it, it turned you know it, it turned like tra- joy to tragedy and tragedy to joy at the same time. But you know that's, that's you know it's great. So so you went to you went back to Arizona you know you know because you know you made good friends connection there and then you went to California from there right? Yeah, I was working for a private owner. Uh-huh. I was going to open a restaurant for him, and once I moved out to Arizona, the location fell through that we were going to be. Um, where we were going to be opening the restaurant. So he came out to California and asked me to come out temporarily. Um, so I helped him open a restaurant in Glendale, California. And then after that, he partnered with somebody else and wanted me to take over the um, another restaurant in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, he told me, he's like, it's not going to be temporary anymore. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I've spent, I had been out here like six months, basically living out of a suitcase. Um, and I was like, you know what, I might as well just move out here. I haven't been home, haven't, you know, had any of my stuff. I'd rather just stay here and move all my stuff out here. Um, so, yeah, ended up staying out here. Well, so you got established out there. And, um, would, like, working out there, like, you didn't really plan on moving out there. But was you already used to the California lifestyle or California way? Or it was just there, you was just there work and and go go to a hotel or something like that, or was you staying at an apartment? Or I was actually my boss had rented me a room with somebody who I ended up being really really good friends with. Oh, um, okay. She lives back in the Midwest now too, which is funny. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I was staying in a in a house, renting a room. Um, and honestly, I worked so much in the first year I was out here. I didn't really get to experience a lot about California, so um. Every chance I got, I'd be trying to get over to the ocean because I don't know if you know where Pasadena is, but it's about 45 minutes away from the ocean. And I was like, I love the water. So, mm-hmm. um, or just I love being at the, at the beach, you know? So, um, 
every chance I got, I would try to drive over and get close to the ocean. But I worked for that company for about a year. And honestly, I was working like 14 to 17 hours a day. Um, I was running marathons at the same time. So basically, I was either working or running, and that was it. And um, looking back, I was really running marathons just to, like, keep my sanity. It's how I would unwind and de-stress. And I eventually ended up leaving that company. And when I decided to make that decision, I was like, okay, I can either stay in California, move back to Arizona, move back to Michigan. But I was like, I've been in California for almost a year and don't know anything about it. So I decided to stay out here and um, haven't left. So once I left there, then I really got to explore and, you know, see what LA is all about. See, I was more of like a beach and a mountain person. Mm-hmm. So I went hiking a lot. I went to all the different beaches that I could. And um, yeah, just ended up staying out here. I loved it. Oh, have you ever experienced any earthquakes out there? I have. And you, the first, um, it was probably the first year I was out here when I was working for that restaurant. I experienced my first one. It was crazy. It was the middle of the night. And I always tell people it was so funny because I woke up. I lived in an older building. Mm-hmm. And the windows rattled. And it felt like something really, really heavy hit the ground. And I shot up out of bed, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think it was an earthquake. What do I do? And, and like, <laughs> a couple of seconds later, I'm like, silly, it's done. Like, if you're supposed to do anything, you should have already done it. So then I was like, well, maybe it wasn't even an earthquake. And I got up, and I you know, researched on the Internet. It was. It was like a five point something, I think. It wasn't all that strong. But that was my first one. And um, then... The next one that I really felt was actually this past, it was July 4th. Wow. And that one kind of, this one kind of freaks me out because it wasn't, it was actually kind of far away. It's about 100 miles away, but we still felt it here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was standing in my room and all of a sudden I felt like dizzy, like I was going to fall over. Oh. And, but then all of a sudden I realized it wasn't me being dizzy. It was, the building was moving. Oh, I lived, my room is on the second floor, and so, like, I looked at the window, and the blinds were shaking. Yeah. Uh, so then I realized it was an earthquake, and, like, normally I'm up and moving around, and I haven't felt them because they're a little bit smaller. Um, so I was kind of freaked out by that one, but then we got one the next day. Same thing. I'm standing in my room. Actually, I was sitting in my bed this time, and I felt it. And um, so that was a little scary because there were two in a row. We had a bunch of earthquakes around July 4th uh, or so yeah it was, that was a little unnerving because I was like okay is there going to be a bigger one because the first one was kind of they called it like a, a pre-shock yeah. and then the bigger one was the next day oh man that you was like well I'm in California now I got to get used to this you know because right <laughs> you know yeah oh it's man it's funny because like people out here that have lived here all their life like they like they, like, celebrate and have fun with it. And I'm like, okay, this is still new to me. I don't know how I feel about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because it's, like, on the fault line, right, or something like that? Is it close to the fault yeah. line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So then, um, wow, so you're, then, California is totally your home now. You're settled in, you know. You also, um as well, getting into it, you're into fitness, and um, what what pretty much got you into fitness and being like the person you are, and also like like a, like I would say a life coach. Like, what got you into that? Got it. Um, so, all my life, I was 
a runner. I was a long-distance runner. And it's kind of funny how I got into it. I just wanted to run track because all my friends ran track. And um, so junior high and all through college, I ran long-distance. Just mm-hmm. turned out that I ended up being pretty decent at it. So I, you know, continued it throughout, you know, high school and college. Um, and so I was always a runner. I always thought that I was in really, really good shape. Mm-hmm. And... You know, ran marathons, like I told you, got into running marathons. And um, when I left the restaurant in California, I decided that I wanted to do something with fitness because it had always been a part of my life. So I ended up working for a gym out here. And I didn't go in as a trainer or anything, but I wanted to be a trainer mm-hmm. um, because I knew that I enjoyed it. And so I came in as a manager. And once I started working at the gym, I found out that everything that I thought about being healthy mm-hmm. or being fit wasn't really true. So um, I started this body transformation, um, started talking to trainers, started learning all this stuff. Like I had never really paid attention to how I ate. I was never really coached on that. You know, I was in college in the 90s and it, it was just different back then. Um, yeah. I basically ran and that was it. I didn't lift weights. I didn't, you know, do any of that stuff. All I did was run. So I started working at a gym, and I saw how I transformed my body, and um, it was crazy the change that happened. Like, I went from just being kind of, like, average to all of a sudden I got pretty fit and shredded. And um, I worked for that gym for a few years, and then um, I have a mentor that found me. Um, He's in Herbalife, and he found me and helped me take my results even to the next level. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I had, once I started, like, really transforming my body, I started, you know, being a little more involved in social media, and it just excited me that I could change my body so I could help other people. So I would do these challenges and get people involved, and um, I never realized the influence that I had on people. Um, I just, it was something that I was excited about because of what happened to me, and then I, you know, started, like, sharing it with people, and um, that's how it all started. Um, but once I started my mentor, like he really introduced me to like actually coaching other people. And, um, I can tell you like the feeling of changing your body is one thing, but when you can change somebody else's life for the better, it's such an amazing feeling. And I just really, um, just fell in love with that. Like I've always had it in me, I think, but I never really knew that I had that that gift of being an influencer and helping people. And, um, you know, once I started coaching people, it, I realized it wasn't just, it's not just physical. It's so much more than mental because you got to tell people that they're worth it, number one, that they got to believe in themselves, number two. And, you know, I had to go through all those changes myself, and I don't think that I even realized I was going through those changes. Once I understood it, and understood the mental power behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I really got into it. Um, so when I coach people, it's not just giving you a workout and giving you a nutrition plan. It's also like, here's something that you can listen to, to every single morning to help you start your day right. You know, send them some kind of motivation. Um, because it's crazy how how much people don't believe in themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was really the biggest change in me is once I started believing in myself, mm-hmm. I saw the change in how, you know, how much more I could do 
physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get messages all the time. It's crazy because I, I used to just do coaching and nutrition planning for people, and now I'm back into the restaurant business. But I still, you know, have this fitness side and this, you know, this health coaching side where I still help people, you know, on the side. And um, but I, on social media, I have this following of people that, you know, will just send me random messages like, "Hey, because of you, because of you, I did this, or because of you, I lost this weight, or because of you, I started this program." And it's a constant reminder of why I do it. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to separate the two with being a manager and doing fitness at the same time? Like, um, are you juggling it okay? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough um, transition. But the thing is, I look at it like this: like every single day, I work with high school kids and I work with college kids, and um, I'm still influencing them in a positive way every single day. So, like I said, it's not just the physical, it's the mental. It's teaching people confidence. It's te- teaching people life skills. Um, and that's more of what I feel like I do in the restaurant. Um, I have a lot of kids that come in and they're shy and they don't know how to talk to people. And, you know, I just show them how to, like, be confident and not worry about so much about what other people think. Be yourself. You know, just have fun. Um, and that's so important at that age. I'm really like, I, I look at it as an honor that I get to coach these kids at that age. I was talking to my boss the other day and told him a story about how this girl came to me and said, um, she had a lot of personal stuff going on at home. And she, when she first started working for me, she was, you know, not happy. She would come in with a hoodie over her head, like was always like, just not happy to be there in the morning. And now she's, she started when she was 16. Now she's almost 18. And, um, she's one of my best employees. Um, comes in, she, she smiles all the time, I give them hugs, you know, like, I, I, I treat them like they're my family. Yeah. She came to me and told me, she's like, you know, I got a lot of problems at home, and I just wanted to let you know, like, she was so happy with the, the personal growth that she's had since she's been there, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know what, Jen, she's like, like, I love being, rather be here than at home. Wow. And the fact that I can create an environment where it's somebody's job when they're at that age create that environment where they feel like it's home, like, that means the world to me. You know what I mean? So I still am coaching. I'm still developing people. It's just on a different platform. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. It's like, so it's like you don't really lose it because you're doing it in the platform you're at now. So you're spreading that confidence and, you know, wisdom where you're at now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but is it – um? Is it is it hard because you know that there's like you you know you wish you could do so much more, but there's only like that you know there's only like a certain amount that you could do, being where you're at now. Or of course, but I look at it like this: like every single day, as long as I am positively influencing at least one person every single day, then I've done my job. You know, mm-hmm. all I want to do is make a difference, make it make an impact somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems that you are doing that as well. Um, being so, like, um, for yourself, um, for your, like, is it is it hard to like to maintain your physique, and is it is it hard to like maintain um, eating right? You know, like for yourself, and like you know, working out and stuff. Like, do you have time for all that? Do you have a lot of time? I think that that becomes my. 
because of how people watch me, uh-huh. that makes it that much more important for me to maintain my physique and maintain yeah. my eating. Um, you know, I really, there was a while where I was super, super strict. Like, I didn't eat any sugar. You know, I would go on these different, like, little challenges every month. Um, and now I'm much more, um, I'm much more balanced about it. Like, <laughs> there, I mean, there was a while where all I wanted was to have a six-pack and I have a flat stomach. You know, like, I just want to, um, you know, there's different levels to it. But because I'm, I've always had it in me where I want to stay in shape. I've always had that. Yeah. Granted, there are days when I really work. That, like that day that I messaged you last week, I'm like, hey, can we reschedule? Like, I really, like, was just mentally exhausted. Yeah. Um, there are days mentally and physically exhausted. I'm on my feet all day when I'm at work, and it's eight, eight, eight hours uh, just, like, running around. So uh-huh. sometimes, yes, I'm exhausted when I leave work, but I have that conversation with myself. I'm like, okay, um, you know, you got to get this workout in. Like, you got to get this run in, like, whatever it is. And I also know for myself, if I can, I try to do it before I go to work because a lot of times after work, I'm not going to get it done because I'm too tired. So if I'm working a little bit later, then I always try to get the workout in in the morning. Mm. So I think it's um, it's all about balance of people and teaching people those kind of things. Like, know your, when's your um, strong point or when do you feel the most energy, when do you when is it good for your workout? Like some people are afternoon people for workouts and that's fine. That's just not me. I'll yeah. do it, but I know that I'm going to be better in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, that, that's the way your body ticks. Your body ticks, you know, the morning. It's like everybody, everybody's different. Like there's some people who love second shifts, some people who love first shifts, you know, so yeah. it all is all on the individual, you know, but, um, how, but, uh, do you know your schedule and, and your strengths and your weaknesses? And it's all, all about just like, being aware yeah yeah that's true um also um like the the the, um what what are you doing now with like you know coaching people and giving them like a regimen and giving them a plan and um usually you know if if they're asking you for assistance that means like they're down to their boiling point right like all right i need help i need some kind of control i need some kind of eating plan i need some kind of like um, planning, you know, what workouts could I do to do that? Um, is it hard to, like, you know, every individual is different. Like, how do you gauge someone's, like, you know, someone's pattern of working out as opposed to another person's pattern of working out? And how do you gauge what could they eat and what could they not eat? Like, how do you figure that out? Like you said, it's, it's all individual. So yeah. you got to take each person on on a case-by-case basis, like, some people aren't working out at all, so I'm not going to tell them to go work out five to six times a week because that's going to be too much. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for some people, it's like, hey, if you could, say, for example, you have someone who's, like, eating fast food all the time, not working out at all, yeah. like, have horrible health, overweight, feeling sluggish. Um, I still use my Herbalife products, I still use those things to help people get into a healthy eating just because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll suggest, say, hey, how about you every morning have a healthy shake for your breakfast? And then I'll give them suggestions for their lunches and their dinners. I'm like, okay, that's that's the eating side of it. Yeah. Um, let's take out some of the fast food. Let's replace it with this. Um, that's step number one. And then step number two is like, and then... Let's just get active two to three times a week. 
like all it has to be is going out and going for a walk. If it's somebody who's like not physically active at all, I'm yeah. not going to say go to the gym and, you know, work out doing whatever, like lifting weights or whatever. I'm going to say, hey, just, let's just get you active. Yeah. Because in that beginning stage for that person, that's going to shock their body enough where they're going to see a change. And mm-hmm. number one, they're going to feel better. It's going to hurt a little bit, but they're going to feel more energy. Just by another thing is like how much water are you drinking? Some people are drinking water, so and they're feeling tired all the time. And it's just that those simple things of getting the proper food in your body and drinking enough water, mm-hmm. people are just going to feel better. And they can lose weight just from that without even working out. So that person's going to be different than the person who's already working out but has a poor diet. Like, okay, would that person, say, for example, be like, you know what, keep your workouts the same, and let's just switch up, let's tweak a couple things in your diet. Mm-hmm. So it's always like taking the individual, um, seeing where they stand. And it's also like, how serious are you? Like I always ask people in the beginning, like on a scale of one to 10, how serious are you? If they say anything less than a seven, I'm like, okay, what's going to, what's going to get you to an eight or a nine? Because if you're not an eight or nine, you're not going to make the changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the thing is it's, it's a, it's basically like a life change for people and it's like a big shock to the system because it's like they have to change their whole pattern of what they do five days a week and just like alter their, I guess, their lifestyle of doing things. So I guess it's a, it's a shock for some people, but, you know, I guess if they really want it, you know, you know, like sometimes it's, you know, they have a situation where something happens where they need to do it and it's almost like a life situation where you have to do it, but... Wow, it's right. it, it's it, it's amazing that you know you do that for people and you know you even doing you know you do that for yourself because you know like being being in the Midwest for yourself like um, you know in, in the Midwest you know me living out here for a couple of years I could see how it could be so unhealthy in a way because you know you're used to eating uh, a lot of fried foods a lot of like pastries the milk the milk thing is huge out here like I've never seen so much different types of milk out here from chocolate chip milk, strawberry milk, um, um, regular milk, banana milk. I'm like, holy crap. And like the, the cheese out here. So it's, it, it's immersed. Like, um, like for you growing up and like, would, like, was you eating that bad yourself? Like, was you eating like that Midwest style food? I grew up on a farm eating red meat every single day. Wow. Um, we, Eat a lot of bread, a lot of potatoes, a lot of dairy. I grew up drinking whole milk. Um, and then when I got into college, it was a lot of fast food, a lot of going out to eat. So, um, like I said, it was I was never taught how to eat. Oh, yeah. My mom, like, thought it the best for us by, you know, making the food that she made. We had a lot of pasta, a lot of spaghetti. Um, you know, we had... We ate breakfast, like, every every Saturday and every Sunday. She made a big meal every Sunday after church, which usually was, like, a pot roast with mashed potatoes and some kind of vegetable with homemade biscuits. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of, um, and that's how she grew up with yeah. her mom cooking meals like that. Homemade pies. My mom made, like, did canning. She did all of her own jams and jellies. Like, um, a lot of, like, that's how that generation was brought up and looking back at it, like I know that she, she thought she was doing the best for us, but my dad was always overweight. Yeah. But she didn't know how to 
change what she did, what she was doing to make it any better for him to lose weight. So, uh, you know, like I said, once I learned how to really eat, yeah, I I look at food as fuel now. Um, a lot of people look at it as, you know, I need to enjoy my food. I need to like it needs to taste good. Granted, yes, it does, but like I look at it also like fuel. Like you, you have a goal for your body, and you also have a goal of being healthy. So. Um, I, you know, I do a lot of meal prep for myself and sometimes I'll eat the same thing for like three, four days in a row just because like that time wise, I don't like to cook every single day. Mm-hmm. I enjoy cooking, but time wise, I just don't have a lot of time for it. So, um, you know, it was a lot of, for a while, it was a lot of like chicken and broccoli and <laughs> you know, that's just what I ate. And people are like, how do you eat the same thing every day? I'm like, well, I have a goal. Like I want to get shredded. Yeah. And you know, and I would get to my goals and people look at me and they'd be like, wow, like that's what it takes? Yes. <laughs> you got to make that decision. But one of my first questions that I always ask everybody besides how serious are you is what's the reason why you want to do it? And when you get, you just keep asking people why, why, why? So for example, I say, you know, why do you want to lose a 20 pounds? Well, I just want to feel better. Well, why do you want to feel better? Because I'm tired a lot of the time. Okay. Um, how would it make you feel? If you had more energy, it would make me feel great because I would be able to have the energy to play with my son who always wants to play with me. And right now, I, I don't have the energy to do that, so I feel like a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. That's your why. When you get to that point where somebody, like, you you can tell when somebody actually tells you their reason why. It's not just, I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to feel better? You know, when you get to the point of somebody saying, I'll ask people, like, how do you feel when you... When you take all your clothes off and stand naked in front of your mirror, how do you feel? Bad? Why do you feel bad? Because I look like I let myself down. Why do you let yourself down? Well, I used to be this, this, and this. Okay. How did you feel when you were at that place? Confidence. Okay, mm-hmm. so you want confidence. That's your reason why. Mm. Wow. So you, you take... Know, so a lot of it is just like digging in and finding out why people really want what they want. And once you know that, that's what you use. Every time that they... I'll tell people, like, every time you're guessing or having a second guess about what you should be eating, remember how you feel standing in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Or remember, picture your son standing in front of you wanting to play with you, but you don't have energy. Then you're going to make the right decision. Yes. Wow. It's got to be a lot of, it's hard for, like, I guess a lot of people to face facts depending on, like, their situation. But um, it's like, you know, you you basically... Um, open open their eyes up to whatever situation they're going through, and um, is it when someone does that? Is it like a full commitment to them? Like you are you always checking on that person? You're always like, or or you know, like reaching out to that person if they're trying to like, you know, lose weight or trying to have a fitness routine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially in the beginning, I follow up every single day. Yeah. You know, that's on them. But as long as I'm doing everything that I commit to them, then I'm doing my job. Hmm. That's all. Well, like, what made you decide to be, like, a people person like that and wanting to help people? Like, what what is it in you that you feel gratification in doing that? I honestly don't know. I think I've always... It's funny, like, people have always said that I'm a leader and, you know, that I've always had this thing where, like, for example, when I, when I first started in Herbalife, I walked into a big conference room and one of the women who's 
pretty high up in the company looked at me and she's like, Jen, she's like, I see you on the stage one day because you just have it in you. You have that thing. And looking back, when I was in high school, I never wanted to be the one. I was, I was really shy when I was growing up. And, um, you know, I never wanted to be the one to stand in front of a group of people. Um, but people nominated me to be the cross-country um, captain. Mm-hmm. People nominated me to be, you know, all these other things because they saw it in me. So I always kind of got pushed into these leadership roles. Mm-hmm. And because I was kind of pushed into it because other people saw it in me, I started to believe it. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, so I see like everybody has something in them that needs to be pulled out in them. Um, you know, so I saw myself go through that. So now I'm like, okay, I had to learn how to believe in myself. Let me help other people believe in themselves. Mm. Gotcha. And then um, I know you, you mentioned herbal life. You're into herbal life. Um, I remember like working in the stores, like, you know, I always thought it was like a pyramid scheme because people coming in, like, when I used to work retail, hey, you got to try this herbal life. You know, you should try this. Sign up for this. Sign up for this. So I'm like, okay, yeah. what is this? You know, um, but, but, um, put it put put it in reality for me. What is herbal life and um, do you still use it and what is it about? I do still use it and I look at it like this. Like, it was um, a company. We have amazing, amazing products and like it helped me get my results and it's helped me help clients get results so i don't look at all that like business pyramid scheme like that was actually like proven that it's not a pyramid scheme a couple years ago yeah but um you know i just look at it black and white has that helped me yes has that helped my clients yes so why would i not use it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's so many things that go on like people talk badly about it about all this other stuff but black and white it helped me and it's helped my clients. Oh, okay. And and um, you still you and you you said um, you still use it, right? You still incorporate it to your style, to your lifestyle. Yep. 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 It's super easy for me because I get up early and I'm usually like up and out the door, so I'll have a shake in the morning. Um, it's just easy, and you're getting the nutrition of having a meal. Oh. So. Okay. So yep, I still use it. Oh, okay, so it's like so it's it's basically like a powder, right? It's just a powder. Okay, I remember I think somebody was trying to tell me like it was like a tea powder or something like that. It's like different, it's there's, different things, right? There's a ton of different products. So okay. there's meal replacement shakes. There's the tea that gives you energy. There's um, protein bars. There's there's so many different things that you can use. Okay. If they actually have a skin and hair line, I use their skin products. So um, there's like. For people with digestive problems, there's a digestive line. They have products for your heart health. Um, there's products just for men, just for women. You know, there's a, a ton of different stuff. And now um, it used to be just weight loss. And mm-hmm. now we actually have products for people who want to build muscle, like for athletes. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting into the, what do you call it, like the competitive um bodybuilding competitions where we're having sponsor we have sponsored athletes all over but now we're actually sponsoring people who are doing bodybuilding and physique competitions yeah um so yeah the products are great <laughs> oh okay oh man so that's 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 great that you still use it in you know in part of what you're doing um i know you're busy you know managing where you're at and you're also doing fitness and whatnot um what is like the ultimate goal for you like what is your End game. What is your goal? 
transition. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I really want to continue helping people on the fitness side of it, and I really like what I do with my company. Um, so I'm, you know, I've been with my company just about a year. Um, when I decided to go back to work, um, I just went in full, full on, and um, you know, I'm still trying to find out the balance of what I want to do with that. Yeah. Um, but I know definitely it's just really like continuing to help people wherever I am, whatever I do. So I'm doing less of the personal training. I haven't really done any of that lately just because of time-wise. Um, I do coaching online because I can do that. Coaching online with nutrition just because I can do that at any time when mm-hmm. I'm not at work. Yeah. Um, so just really, you know, I just want to continue to, to help people. Mm. Um, do you have do you have a lot of clientele that you help with besides you know doing your own thing? Like you have a lot of clientele. I have um, a lot of longtime clients that I don't really even help so much anymore. I helped them in the beginning, but they still are you know using the products and ordering the products for me. Not mm-hmm. for me necessarily. They have their own membership now. Yeah. Um. So I have a lot of you know clients that just like do it on their own now. Um. And I have a couple newer clients so i still take people on wow awesome and um like what is what is like where do you see yourself now like let's say a year from now because i know you say you're still like in the you're still trying to figure things out like where do you see yourself a year from now um so with my company um i would like to grow with them okay and hopefully get into a more of a training position versus operations so i'm just trying to see what that looks like because it's not really we don't really have that position yet Mm. um so that's really what i'm looking towards doing our our franchise is about six stores um and the franchisee is looking to build about 10 so once we get a couple more stores that's something that may be opening up is a more of a training position so i see i see (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, what is, well, well, what's, what's your goal? Do you have like a, like a set weight for yourself or like, do you have like, or like, uh, like, do you want to see yourself more ripped or something like that? Is there a particular way you want to see yourself as? You know, right now I'm just maintaining, um, I do different things. Okay. I, you probably have noticed from following me on social media. So like, and this is for everybody you should switch everything up about every six weeks mm-hmm. so sometimes I lift heavy sometimes I'm lifting lighter um there was about a month ago where I did a hundred mile challenge where I was running a hundred miles in a month mm-hmm. um so I switched it up just to keep my body guessing and that's how you make changes in your body because if you consistently do the same thing um you don't see any kind of results yeah so right now it's all about just like maintaining muscle tone um and being fit and healthy yeah um, like I said, I always want a flat stomach. That's it. <laughs> um, but you know, that's kind of like the look that I'm going for right now. Um, maybe in the future I might want to gain some muscle and then there are times that I want to lean out a little bit. So it just depends on, you know, how I'm feeling at that time and what I want to do to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it's the, kinda cool, like... I'm sorry, go ahead. It's kind of cool. What? Go no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's kind of cool. What? It's kind of cool. Just knowing it's just cool knowing that you can change your body how you want to yeah. if you want to do it. 
Um, what's what's the best part about your body, and what's the worst part about your body? Like, what's what's your best asset, and what's your worst asset? just what what is it about yourself is like just genetics is it just like what do you are you trying to get like the what the six pack on your stomach or like what it no i just i just like to have a flat stomach so like for for me if i have any kind of sugar it just sits on my stomach yeah and i know that about myself and i, I have a total sweet tooth yeah. <laughs> so uh don't we all um i'm winding down jen um what um what is what what is your favorite food? Hmm. I have so cookies are like my sweet tooth thing. I love cookies. <laughs> um, but as far as favorite food, I don't. I really like all kinds of food. It's funny. Growing up, I was the pickiest child. Um, I wouldn't eat anything, but now. Especially after being in the restaurant industry for so long, like I've tried so many different foods, and like I just I love exploring different kinds of food. Like now I love sushi, um, but I also love a good pizza. You know what I mean? So um, it just really depends. Um, I love I just love all kinds of food, which makes it hard to be really really in shape and really fit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um. And uh, winding down, um, my final question for you is, what would the gen of today tell the gen of yesterday? Let things go. <laughs> for sure. Like, um, I used to hold on to, like, I used to worry so much about what people thought about me. I used to uh, um, have regrets about so many things that I did in my past. And um, it's really learning to let things go and understanding that you have to go through certain things in order to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And then also like those things that you go through, like I said before, you get to help people go through those things um, or deal with those things, you know, because you've gone through them. So it's really embracing who you are uh, for the longest time. I wasn't confident. I wasn't, you know, the person that you see on social media, that was not me 15 wow. years ago. I was so not confident. I, was so just not happy with myself and it really took like you said like the um the hard truths like telling yourself the hard truths and really like facing yourself and like getting down and doing the work of getting to like yourself for who you are yeah um you gotta go through that process and once you go through that process 
business and really learn to be who you're meant to be versus trying to be other people in the world, man, it's a powerful thing. Wow. That's awesome. Um, Jen, um, promote your social media. Um, if anybody is looking for a fitness coach or anybody is considering like getting to that point where they need assistance, um, how could they reach you? How could they find you? Um, definitely contact me through my IG at uh, Jen Bellamy. Um, or, yeah, pretty much IG or Facebook. Facebook is Jennifer Bellamy, too, so those are probably the best two ways to get in touch with me. And then you'll, then you'll set them up or whatever, and um, whatever they need, you'll assist. And, and then, like you say, you, like, you follow up with them depending on where, uh, if they're, like, from a 1 to a 7, if they're, like, an 8 and they're really committed to this, is something that, you know, even if they're, like, a, what, like a, like a 4 or something like that, you try to get them motivated to... I try to see if there's any way that they're going to be motivated, but I look at it like this. Like, okay. I don't want to waste your time or your money, and I don't want to waste my time. So if somebody's not really serious about it, I tell them to come back to me when they are serious. Mm, I got gotcha. you. You know? So... It's a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to, um, you know, that I put into people. Yeah. So that's why it needs to be really like an eight or a nine mm. if you're ready to go. Okay. Lady. Uh, but yeah, whenever anybody reaches out to me, you know, I have a conversation. Um, usually on the phone, we talk, I ask a bunch of questions, find out where they're at, what their goals are, um, you know, and then see how we can get them started. Wow. Jen, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I know it's kind of long overdue, but um, I appreciate the time you took to talk with me and um, get get you know get you know get yourself out there. And um, hey, if you're looking to lose weight, Jen is the person to talk to, and um, she's a motivational motivator. So um, and plus, besides. Doing her own life and living her own life and working her own job, she has time to do this as well. You know, if you don't have the time, you make the time, and she actually makes the time. So, um, more power to you, and I look forward to seeing more of your uh, motivational workouts. And um, you're doing a great thing because not everybody could do that. So, um, thank you very much out there. Thank and you. no, no problem. And I wish you the best. All right, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.